Hey, listeners, to help us keep delivering in-depth wine business content, we've carefully selected partners for our show that we think will resonate with you. This episode's partner is Sonoma State University's Wine Executive MBA, which is one of the only MBA programs in the world with a focus on the wine industry. Peter, didn't you actually teach a class there recently? Yeah, I actually taught financial markets and business strategy last semester. Fortunately for the students, I brought in a great set of wine executives as guest speakers. Alumna Wei Lu, who's the New York luxury manager at E&J Gallo, tells us what the Wine Executive MBA meant to her. The SSU program really contributed positively to my career by pushing me to think deeper into problems, to understand data, and through the program's heavily emphasized teamwork format, I'm better able to work with various types of personalities and get the job done. Post-graduation, I feel very confident in my ability to set goals and achieve them. I was able to complete this one-of-a-kind program while maintaining my career and lifestyle in New York. The Wine Executive MBA program starts in April. Apply by February 28th to transform your wine career. Learn more at wineexecutivemba.sonoma.edu or look at the link in our show notes. Welcome to X Chateau. X Chateau. The podcast that navigates the business of wine with unique perspectives and insights with your hosts, Robert Vernick and Peter Young. Welcome to this episode of X Chateau. And today we have a guest all the way from Alsace, France, Fuchs Allion, who is the export marketing manager at Vins d'Alsace. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm Full Corango, Export Manager, Marketing Manager at SIVA, as a Committee, and I'm very pleased to meet you and to answer to your questions. Yeah, so on this episode, we really want to just understand what a trade body like the Wines of Alsace does for wineries. But I was hoping we could start with a little context on Alsace as a region and its wines, just to give some people some background who may not be as familiar with the region. About context on Alsace as a region within the world of wine, Alsace is a pearl, is a kind of jewel. This is a small one yard who is older than two million. It's over uh, 38,500 acres of one yard protected by the Vosges Mountains from the rain from west of France. So second driest region of wines of France. Largely known for white grape varieties and a really big mixture of different types of soil is my understanding. Yes, around uh, 90% of the stilled Alsace wine is uh, white wine and uh, 10% is a uh, red wine product from uh, only one grape varietal, which is Pinot Noir, but Alsace is famous about its uh, white wines, and uh, 25%, a quarter of our production is uh, Cremant Alsace, or sparkling Alsace wines. We have a double culture in Alsace, in the one yard. One part of our brain is uh, Germanic, where you can find the grape varietal on the label, you can find a wine product to be tested outside of the lunch. A part of our brain is more Latin or French. Finally, we have terroir wines. Almost wines are produced for food and wine pairing. Yeah, for those who aren't familiar, Falk mentioned that Alsace is very dry, but it's also very north on the border with Germany and northeastern France. 
So it is one of the cooler wine regions of France, even though very dry, so it can make high-quality wines. So as us, there is a mosaic of soil, which is unique in the world. You have granite, you have clay, you have limestone, you have sandstone, you have volcanic soil, and it's unique through the world. You have also a blend of varietal of varietal grapes, as a, different as Sylvaner, Pinot Blanc, Riesling, Muscat, Pinot Gris, Gewürztraminer, or Pinot Noir. And it offers a unique palette of different wines that you can find in Alsace and for any occasion. And uh, last thing is that you have a familial estates since a long time, over than three centuries. And it's very uh, typical to Alsace. That's an interesting point because there's a lot of history of winemaking in the region but the appellation or the, the AOC rules aren't that old in Alsace. And it seems like it was slower to kind of develop than maybe some other regions given the history there. Appellation are uh, finally recent uh, compared to the long history of Alsacean one yard, which is so too many um, old. But you have a Grand Cru, you have a Lyodi, single one yards, which have two or three centuries or more of existence. They are known since more than two or three centuries, for some of them one millennium ago. One millennium ago, got it. Okay. And that'll be interesting when we talk about who makes up the wines of Alsace. So in your role as Wines of Alsace, that organization, what's its mission and purpose? I'm a marketing export manager at SIVA, the Committee of Wines of Alsace. This is a corpus which uh, manages everything concerning the one of Alsace around the world, everything except the rules of production. We have three major roles, business monitoring and strategic planning for the region, technical viticultural support, and marketing communications. Okay. And how do you approach this mission? I guess you have the three roles. How do you approach each section? Oh, about our mission and our purpose at the Marketing Export Department, our purpose is to increase the positive awareness of Alsace wines in the world and foster a positive environment to motivate sales. We have three main poles. Public relations includes programming with media, trade, consumers. We have also a pole of promotion and communications virtual and in-store promotions to support sales and also to share content via social media and POS and educational material. And the third poll is prospection to support the Alsatian wine growers looking for new importers, distributors, retailers through wine trade shows, for example. Your question uh, includes, I think, uh, educational uh, website, food pairing, social media on our main website. Yes, our website is a typical example to illustrate the communication activities. Social media is also a strong component, particularly since uh, COVID. Good point. And how do you define the success of your organization? Of course, how do we define our success? It's uh, when sales are increasing in value and volume as well. 
But the first level of success is for PR, the awareness and the press impact. How many readers have been reached? Positive tone of the articles. And for promotion, the sales and the exposure, the readership, webinar attendees, exposure from emails and web banners. And for commercial development, sales, of course, and or new contracts for producers. And so I'm curious on who are the members of InSalSus? Is it mainly wineries and growers or are there other groups involved? All the independent wine growers, the cooperatives and negotiations who are producing and commercializing wines of Alsace within the appellation system are automatically members of SIVA. They're automatically. When you are producing, when you are selling uh, wine of Alsace AOC, you are a member of SIVA. The regional government is helping to fund that, to share the knowledge and marketing of that region. No, it's a um, private organization, Corpus. But you're right, because in a certain uh, sense, in a certain way, French state has uh, given the rules this Corpus is recognized by French slow. In your marketing materials, the PR and all that, who's your target audience? Do you primarily target what we call the trade, which would be more sommeliers or wine buyers or you know distributors, importers, in the case of a foreign country importing wine? Or is it mass consumers or both? Do you approach each segment differently? So... Who is our target audience? It depends on the market. For example, uh, for the United Kingdom, where wines of Alsace are easy to find in supermarkets or wine store chains, and where journalists are influent, we are managing PR activities targeting journalists and promotion activities like partnerships with websites to distribute online content for consumers and also advertising in trade media to communicate on our trade and press activities. And German market is different, and our position is also different compared to the UK. So it means that the press activities are slightly less important for us, except the trade press and our promotion activities are more focusing on support of online sales with chains of wine stores. And in terms of services that Vinzasas provides for the members and even the consumers, what are some of the services that you provide for members and then your consumers as well? To all Asian wine growers, members of SIVA, we offer business, technical and marketing support, as I explained before. Then we are providing services to the professionals of the press and of the trade of one industry and to the consumers as well. To the professionals of the trade, we can support them when they are promoting or selling wines of Alsace in their store, in their restaurants, on their websites. For example, we are co-financing some testings and communication in all Switzerland with the main chain of supermarkets. We can also incentivize them to increase their portfolio of wines of Alsace by offering them media support 
We also send them content and assets to help them for their customers or host webinars or seminar. For example, it has been done with Wild Agents Association of Quebec recently to the press and so bloggers and to the other professionals who are offering content and help them to produce their own content on wines of Alsace. This could be some pictures of one yards to illustrate an article for a magazine. It could be also some technical information about the vintage, for example. We can also offer for consumers some general information on wines of Alsace. We can talk about which kind of Alsace wines for food and wine pairing. We can also offer some information on our activities that can interest them, the consumers. For example, on our Facebook international fan page, when we have a consumer testing in Copenhagen, in Milano, etc. On our one yard, also we can give some information about our one yards to the consumer when they want to visit our one yard. Hmm. We'll have to think of that the next time we go to Alsace and can actually travel again. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. So you mentioned that anyone selling a AOC Alsace wine is a member of Bund Alsace or Siva. How does that business model work? Do you collect some kind of fee percentage of revenue? Are they committed to providing you with samples to distribute for journalists and press or... Do they have to attend events? Uh, just get an understanding of what it means to be a member. Our funding is made by mandatory contribution of all the wine growers and for a small part by the financial support of the European Union and of our region. We're also selling uh, some material and this kind of things, but the most important is a mandatory contribution of the wine growers. And concerning our activities, uh, yes, we send bottles, samples. We're organizing uh, press and trade events, as a swine testing, for example, as a swine fair. We're organizing webinars. We take part of consumer events. We also publish content on the social media. We invest in advertising, in store promotions, on virtual sponsor content to name a few of our ways to process. We are building stands on a trade fair and use wine truck and consumer events. We distribute POS material in stores for customers. These are examples of uh, what we are doing. Thank you. In terms of the actual techniques that you use, we had a chance to interview Stephanie Twin from Twin Communications, and she was telling us about their very successful program, Alsace Rocks, which was targeted at the U.S. I'm curious on what other promotion techniques have you used to get the word out about promoting Alsatian wine? Oh, yes. Alsace Rocks, which uh, was created by Taiwan Communications for wines, was a success since the first edition in New York City in 2018. This uh, 360-degrees operation is a mix of press, trade, consumer events with a very good impact. Uh, Siva booked the rights of Alsace Rocks to implement in other markets. 
So that was something you've done in the U.S. initially, and now we're going to take globally. Are there other similar programs that you ran with other countries that were successful? Oh, yes. Our seminars for trade and webinars this year are always successful. 360 events are also successful, bringing more awareness to the wines of Azaz. They reach uh, all targets. Examples are Azaz Rocks in the USA, the One Truck Tour in Canada. That's the same kind of events, but with a One Truck in Ontario or in Quebec. So this kind of operation is very plenty, very uh, diverse, and uh, is very powerful. I want an Alsace wine truck in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was just going to ask. What exactly is the wine truck and what did the Ontarians get that we haven't got yet? Wine truck is very interesting, we think, because we start by campaign to say to consumers, hey, we will be at this one festival at this date during this time. You will test other wines as you wish. You will have, a, for example, competition to win uh, cases of Alsace wines. Do your own publication on uh, Alsace wines on the so- social media, extra. And that's a good point to have awareness for Alsace wines, this uh, wine truck. Just you know, for our listeners, since this is a podcast and not a video, and we can't see the picture of the wine truck. Does it look like a food truck that serves wine? Or is it sometimes, I can imagine, like a big RV, like a big thing where you actually walk inside and then there's things? Or what does it look like? Yes, this is like a food truck. But you replace food by uh, other wines. We open the wine truck with a terrace, chairs and uh, tables to share other wines. Got it. Interesting. Okay. I can think of many venues in San Francisco that we could have that in. (laughs) Yeah. And in terms of the focus from your marketing efforts, like obviously the world's a big place. We've heard US and Canada. Is there a lot of focus on those two markets or are you kind of looking everywhere? Where does Vince Del Sauce put their effort? Our marketing techniques vary by country, depending on our position on the market, depending on the market itself and on the economical situation. And we are uh, investing, if you can say uh, that, we are uh, managing activities over uh, 15 countries. As you know, for example, USA, it's one country, but it's many markets. You, know, you have not the same approach when you are in the East Coast, in uh, Illinois, in uh, Florida, and uh, California, for example. That's the same for Canada. It's not it's different approach of wines and of other wines when you are in uh, Alberta or in uh, Ontario or in Quebec. Are there specific markets, maybe New York or Paris or whatever, that you're trying to actively grow of all the countries and markets that you invest and run programming in? We used to be present and very active in uh, old world, in Germany, in uh, north of Europe, in Sweden, in Norway, in Finland, in uh, Denmark. But over uh, three decades now, but more and more, uh, we are uh, very uh, active and present in the USA and in Canada, and for Asia, in Japan. 
I think all station wines go really well with Asian food. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's the point. As you mentioned, Alsace has centuries of history of making some of the world's greatest wines, but they always appear to be underappreciated. They haven't had the traction, at least not in the U.S. and I think in many other markets that one might expect, given especially the professional reputation of the wines. Why do you think that is? We are a small region with a small budget, so it's hard to compete. But sommelier and trade in general love our wines, but more work needs to be done with consumers. Our history is also a factor, as Azaz became French again after World War II. Becoming French again or trading between Germany and France, are you saying that that made it difficult for people to really have a sustained effort to promote the wines? It's changed so many times that it's difficult to have a strong way. But now we have this chance because Azaz wines are very food friendly. And thanks to the internationalization of the communication, it's an ace, a real ace to be food friendly. When you are a sommelier in Japan, when you are a sommelier or a consumer in Hong Kong, when you are in uh, Vancouver, when you are in Mexico, when you are in uh, Copenhagen or in London, you need uh, wine for your food to match with your food. And Azaz wine is the first that comes uh, when you are a connoisseur and more and more when you are an amateur, when you are not a connoisseur. Yeah, I also have to think that in terms of timing with the war, a lot of the initial Appalachians were set up right at the you know late 30s. And so, you know, maybe Alsace had to do a lot of catching up because it wasn't France up until that point, until after World War II. So maybe there was just some time to catch up there. Alsace became French again after World War II, but it's very important to understand our wines. It's a real strength for us to have this double history. It influences our style of wines. We are producing dry wines mostly and not sweet wines like uh, uh, German wines in general. And so we have more French than German, but we have a part of us which is German. In terms of messaging that you want to get out to a couple different groups, I'm curious if you could talk through these with me. What is the biggest issue that you think the wines of Alsace have in conveying the wine or the quality of the wine to the consumers? What is the part that they need to understand? We have a lack of awareness of consumers. Uh, but when they taste it, they like it. They love it. For the trade perceptions, we find that trade buyers are very fond of Alsace. All over the world, sommelier loves our wines as they pair very well with food. But for consumers, we have to admit that we have a lack of awareness. In some ways, you would think that Alsatian wines, because they have the grape written on the label, it's actually going to be easier, especially for New World regions, consumers to understand them. But there's something about it, whether they're not sure, maybe it's because the bottle shape is similar to Germany, they're not sure if it's sweet or dry, and it's not super clear. Do you think that consumers don't know what they're going to get when they buy the bottle? To be known as Alsace wines, and not as a Riesling, for example, because consumers can confront uh, Riesling from Germany and Riesling from Alsace, and it's totally different. 
That's the same with Gewurz Raminer. We have our own style and we have our own appellation. And even you have the same grape varietal in the one yard than in Germany or in Australia, I don't know. That's not the same wine. We are producing dry wines, food-friendly wines, structured wines with minerality, with fruit, with freshness, with complexity. So our wines are French wines made for food, especially for food. This is not the case with other wines, even they have the same varietal in the bottle. Is Siva and the wines of Alsace and its members, all the people who produce wines of Alsace, are they concerned about things like uh, the environment and climate change or other production-related things that Siva might be helping them with? Alsace has a very favorable climate, and a lot of the wines, vins, are organic and biodynamic, while equipped to fight climate change. Do you think that's a message that can help increase the popularity and the reach of the wines as more consumers are looking for organic and biodynamic wines or products in general? We are really trendy for this reason because we are pioneer in terms of uh, bio, organic wines, in terms of biodynamic also. We are the first region of France, but not only in Europe and probably in the world, in terms of biodynamic. And it's very important because we are the leaders in this uh, category of wines and it's uh, growing up and it's uh, increasing and uh, it's really the trend, the deep trend. Yeah, when I think of biodynamic and organic wines, like Loire Valley and Alsace are the two that kind of like jump to my mind. Do you know a percentage of how much of the production is biodynamic or organic or both? At the last harvest, in September or October 2020, we have now 32% of our of uh, the Alsatian one yard, which is organic certified. Wow, okay. 32%. This is the first region of France, maybe with uh, Provence, but I'm not sure that Provence is still uh, at this point. Does the region have a goal to get to 100% by a certain time? We hope so, but, um, you know, it's the goal for a lot of producers, but we hope that it will become uh, 100% as soon as possible, but we are the right way. I know that champagne is pushing towards, like, the, what's that, HVE3, which is a different kind of, like, sustainability that isn't the same as organic or biodynamic, but it's, like, going in that right direction. They're trying to push that. HVE is very uh, increasing also in Alsace. We have no uh, official figures because it's a French administration. You know, it's not very clear <laughs> to uh, obtain uh, good figures and uh, precise figures. But anyway, we have a lot of and more and more HV, and uh, we are uh, among the leaders of organic wines, and we are the worldwide leader with biodynamic wines. We are the region with the first producer who has made some biodynamic wines. It was in the 60s. For our listeners who don't know, including me, what does HVE stand for or what is that? If we can give a definition of HVE, it means uh, Haute Valeur Environnementale. This is not organic, but this is a first step to become organic. Yeah, it's like a high environmental value certification 
that a lot of French regions are pushing to roll out. It's like a stepping stone to full organic. It does take in some other environmental impacts, like about waste and things like that. Cool. Tariffs have become a big deal, at least in the U.S., especially with the EU, but also for us with China. Have those trade implications had an impact on the region of Alsace and its growers? Everyone in the USA, through the world, recognize other swans are perfect for food. And that's a deep trend. And uh, there's no question on that. This is the most probably, because we are French, you know, we are a little bit arrogant, finally, but I think that we are the most food-friendly region of the world. We are producing the most food-friendly wines of the world. So in terms of the government, as of tomorrow, we're actually changing our president to Joe Biden. Donald Trump had put a lot of trade tariffs on French products and wine being one of them. I was wondering if there was an impact to those tariffs for the Vins of Alsace, or is that largely not a bad an issue? So about uh, tariffs and uh, export restrictions, this is uh, indeed a concern, and we hope the new administration and the European Union will find an agreement so our wines are not penalized in a issue that does not concern us. Great. Well, every time we have a guest on our show, we ask them for a lasting trend in a fizzling fad. And so a lasting trend is something that you think is going to keep happening for Alsatian wines. A fad is something that you saw was popular, but is maybe not going to keep going. I was wondering if you had a chance to think about that. I think that we don't do fats. <laughs> okay. And is there any trend? Like, what are you looking forward to with Alsatian wine? Back to the nature. So it means uh, more and more organic biodynamic wines. We are in the trend. And mostly food-friendly wines. All around the world, consumers need, they want some refreshing wines, for food and wine pairing, to be uh, cool, to be quiet, happy, more simply to say. And Azaz wines is a good opportunity because it's so, you have so many different Azaz wines, so great diversity. You can find Azaz wines for everyone and at every occasion. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us about Vinza Sauce. We really appreciate it to learn more. Obviously, Peter and I are both big fans of the region and the wines that are coming from there. And I 100% agree that they are amazing with food of all types and definitely something that people should be exploring. Thank you very much, Robert. Thank you very much, Peter and X Chateau team for your interview. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. If you loved this episode of X Chateau, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, cheers.